This Inner Bonding Podcast is brought to you by Love Yourself, a 30-day inner bonding experience. This program can help you break the self-abandoning habits of the wounded self and heal yourself through learning to love yourself. This is a step-by-step intensive training program that takes as little as 15 to 20 minutes of your day. It will give you the knowledge and action steps you need to consistently practice and fully integrate inner bonding into your daily life. Go to innerbonding.com love to receive a 10% discount for joining the Love Yourself program, a 30-day inner bonding experience. Just use the code LOVE at checkout. Again, go to innerbonding.com love. Welcome to the Inner Bonding Podcast, the complete process of self-healing anxiety, depression, addiction, and relationships. You can find this podcast along with many others on our podcast website at innerbonding.com slash podcast. Now here is your host, Dr. Margaret Paul. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about love versus power and control. We seem to be living in a very polarized time where it's becoming more and more obvious whether a person is coming from love and caring and compassion for the highest good of all or coming from their fearful, greedy, ego-wounded self who wants power and control over others. The racism, anti-Semitism, sexism, homophobia, climate change, denial, and many of the causes of climate change, violence over mass, mass shootings, as well as domestic violence, all stem from the ego-wounded self, which is lodged in the lower left brain. People who operate from their higher brain, especially from their spiritually connected upper right brain, and whose actions are informed by their higher source of love and truth, are people who come from love and caring and compassion. This polarization of intention is not only affecting our whole planet, it also affects our relationships with each other. Much of this comes from the sad fact that most people never learned how to see and love and value themselves. Instead, they they judge themselves as not being good enough, no matter how much they accomplish. And they then project their self-loathing that comes from their self-judgment onto others, trying to control others. This self-abandonment and intent to control, rather than learn about what's loving to oneself and to others, is not only the major cause of the problems in our society, It's also the major cause of relationship problems and relationship failure. Being able to tell the difference between authentically caring behavior and behavior that looks nice but is really controlling is an important skill to develop. The very same outward behavior 
has a very different energy depending on the intent to love or the intent to control. So when you're being nice, are you being loving or controlling? Our society has long trained children to be nice. Being nice might mean telling white lies so as not to hurt another's feelings, such as agreeing with them when you really disagree. It might mean listening politely when someone is going on and on, even when you're so bored you can hardly stand it. It might mean pretending to not be affected by rudeness or sarcasm. It might mean giving compliments that you don't really mean. In your relationships with others, being nice often means being inauthentic. It can be a form of control, attempting to control how others feel about you or how they respond to you. Being loving, on the other hand, means being honest and authentic. It means being kind but truthful. Being loving is about caring about yourself and the other person rather than trying to control the other person by being, quote, nice. The way to know the difference regarding when someone's niceness is loving or controlling is to tune into how it feels inside. Loving behavior feels good and safe inside, while controlling behavior might cause your stomach to tighten up. My client, Lori, was contemplating leaving her 21-year marriage, but she still had two children at home, and so she was reluctant to break up the family. The reason she wanted to leave is that she was bored with her husband, Jeffrey, and felt that they had no emotional connection. Whenever she tried to have a meaningful conversation with him, he would change the subject. When I asked Lori what she did or said when Jeffrey changed the subject, she said she didn't say or do anything because she didn't want to hurt his feelings. So I said, Jeffrey doesn't even know that you're so bored and feeling so disconnected from him that you're contemplating leaving the marriage. Don't you think it would hurt him more for you to leave than to speak your truth? Well, yes, she said, but then I wouldn't have to be there and feel guilty when he's sad. So, it's more important to you to be nice than to be loving, is that right? I never thought about it that way, Laurie said, but aren't I being harsh and judgmental if I tell him my truth? You will be harsh and judgmental, I said, if your intent is to control him. But if your intent is to be loving to yourself and to him, your energy will be kind and caring, not harsh and judgmental. Your intent determines your energy. Lori decided to be honest with Jeffrey. He was shocked that she felt this way and initially hurt and angry. But because he loves Lori, he joined her in working with me and their relationship is improving. My client, Haley, talked with me about the following situation with her friend, Emma. Haley and Emma have been good friends for a couple of years. They speak regularly on the phone and meet for lunch fairly often. In one of my sessions with Haley, she explored a situation concerning Emma that's a problem for her. 
I really like Emma, she said, but I frequently, frequently get bored with her conversations. She tends to go on and on, telling stories that don't seem to have a point to them. Most of the time, the stories are really complaints about the people in her life. I'd be interested in the stories if they led to some interesting learning or exploration, but without that, I just end up feeling dumped on. It's getting so that I don't look forward to talking with her anymore. Haley, I asked, how do you respond when Emma does that? Well, she said, sometimes I say it would be more interesting to me if we could explore and learn something from this situation. Other times I just listen. And what happens when you do say that, I asked. She just keeps going on and on, Haley said. Haley, I said, it sounds like you're being nice to Emma as a form of control rather than being loving to yourself and to her. You are letting her use you, which is not good for you or for her. What are you afraid of in being authentic and speaking your truth? I guess I don't know how to say it without being harsh and judgmental. I don't want to hurt her. So what would you say to her if you were to tell your truth, I asked. All I can think of to say is that I'm bored, and I think that would be hurtful to her, she said. Haley, I said, the key here is to really let her in on your truth with a desire to learn about her rather than to control her. For example, you might say, Emma, I have a hard time staying connected with you when you complain and tell stories. I find myself feeling bored. My mind wanders. I've mentioned it before, but you keep doing it. There must be a good reason that it's important to you to do this. How do you think she would respond if you said that to her? I think she would be open to it, Haley said. We could probably get into a really good discussion about it, and it would be far more interesting than the storytelling and complaining. The challenge, I said to her, is that you may need to do this many times, each time she goes on and on. For most people, their, their behavior is habitual. Emma may be addicted to complaining as a way to get attention and sympathy. She'll likely not stop just because you speak up once. You're going to need to speak up over and over, focusing on being loving and open to learning rather than on being nice. The only way you're going to be able to do this is if it's more important to you to be loving to yourself and to her than it is to attempt to control how she feels about you by being nice. It's not loving to yourself to allow yourself to continue to feel bored and used, and it's not loving to her to allow her to continue to behave in a way that pushes people away from her. Your honesty and desire to learn is far more loving than your niceness. Well, she said, I'm going to try this. It will be a challenge for me. I think I'm addicted to trying to control others by being nice, but I really like the idea of being authentic. Just as being nice can come from either an intention to control or an intention to learn and be loving, asking questions can also come from a controlling or learning intention. 
Again, we know the difference by the energy and by how we feel. I was having my second session with my client, Lily. Lily had consulted with me because she was feeling panicked over a breakup with her boyfriend. In the first session, I helped her to begin to connect with her inner little girl, and she felt some relief. But she started off the second session with a barrage of questions. Exactly how am I supposed to treat myself in order to feel better? What if I'm treating myself well, but others are treating me badly? What do I do? How do I know when I'm being loving to myself and when I'm abandoning myself? All of these were actually very good questions, but the problem was that Lily was shooting them at me from her head. Her wounded self wanted the answers, and she wanted them now. She was actually, not at that moment, open to learning or hearing anything about information from me. She wasn't interested in learning how to access her own answers. Her questions felt like a challenge and an interrogation, like she was saying to me, prove to me that you know what you're talking about. Given that I was listening to my feelings and to my guidance, as well as to her guidance, I did not step into the guru trap of answering her questions. I knew immediately that Lily wanted answers in order to control her feelings and others' feelings and actions by doing things right rather than to learn more about loving herself and others. Lily, I asked, what do you think your intention is in asking these questions? Well, I want to get this inner bonding stuff, and you're the expert. Are you going to answer my questions or not? She asked with the same challenging tone. No, I'm not, I said. But I will help you to find the answers within yourself when you're open to learning. My job is not to give you answers but to empower you to discover how to find your own answers. Right now, you're making me the authority over you, which is not my job, and it's not a job that I want. Lily, please take a moment to tune inside and see how you're feeling right now. I'm angry at you. Okay, be angry at me. Let me hear it. I'm working with you so that you can help me feel better about myself, and right now, you're making me feel worse. Now, I said, I'm wondering if you would be willing to let your inner little girl say that very same thing to you. Oh, Lily sighed and rolled her eyes and finally said, Okay, you're supposed to help me feel better about myself, but you're making me feel worse, she let her little girl say to her. Lily, do you want to know how you're making your little girl feel worse? I guess so, she said, but I think it's you, not me. Would it be okay, I asked her, if I pretend to be your little girl for a minute? Okay. Role-playing Lily's little girl, I said with anger, I hate it when you do this. You do this with everyone. You go to everyone else for the answers, and then you don't like what they say. I need you to be here, inside, with me. You spend all your time in your head, leaving me alone. I want to feel your heart. I want you to ask me what makes me feel loved, not Margaret. Lily was silent. Lily, I said gently, when your daughter was little, 
Did you keep on trying to get someone else to take care of her? Or did you like taking care of her? I love taking care of her, she said. That's what your inner little girl needs from you right now, I said. She needs you to ask questions from your heart with a genuine desire to learn about what she needs rather than questions from your head in order to try to have control over doing it right. You might want to start noticing that when you shoot questions at people, your little girl feels abandoned by you. How are you feeling right now? I asked her. Actually, she said, I'm feeling more peaceful right now. I think a light bulb just went on. Great, I said. And what generally happens when you shoot questions at others? Did you shoot questions at your boyfriend? Oh my God, she said. I did that all the time. I always wanted to know what he was doing when he wasn't with me and what he was feeling about me and what he was thinking. And he would get so annoyed when I did this. And I I thought it was because he was hiding something from me. And I thought he broke up with me because he was hiding things from me and didn't care about me. But maybe he broke up with me because my questions pushed him away. Lily, I said, questions coming from your heart with a true desire to learn is a loving way to connect with someone. But questions coming from your head with an intention to control will push people away. Sounds like with your boyfriend, your intent of your questions was to control him rather than to learn. Again, the light bulb went on regarding why her relationships were not working for her. One of the things you might want to start to notice is whether trying to control others makes you feel happy and peaceful. When your intent is to control others, Are you thinking about happiness, or are you concerned with safety? Are you confusing the two, thinking that trying to feel safe by attempting to control others will make you feel happy? As I said at the beginning of the podcast, people who try to control others are coming from fear, and that one of their motivating factors is the need for safety. They believe they need to control others to feel safe, rather than learning how to make themselves feel inwardly safe by learning to see and value and love themselves. So take a moment to think about your own experience, since we all try to control at times. And please take all judgment off being controlling so that you can learn. It's likely that you can remember a time when you were trying to control how someone felt about you or how they behaved with anger, shaming, blaming, guilting, compliance, niceness, and people-pleasing, withdrawal, resistance, or many of the more subtle ways we try to control each other. Our ego-wounded self has learned many ways to try to control others so as not to feel helpless over them and not to feel the loneliness and heartbreak of others' unloving behavior. When you think about a time you were controlling with someone, was happiness even a consideration? Do you recall ever actually feeling happy or joyful when you managed to get someone's temporary approval or when you managed to bully someone into complying? 
you might have felt the momentary relief that comes from feeling some power over another rather than feeling helpless over the other person. But did it fill your heart with peace and joy? If you're honest with yourself, you'll discover that the momentary feeling of safety derived from not feeling powerless over another person was what you were seeking. And if you continue to be honest with yourself, you will discover that not only did this not bring you happiness and joy, but knowing that you manipulated someone might have even undermined your sense of self-worth. I have many clients who tell me that they are often afraid someone will find out that they're a fraud, that they are not who they seem to be because of their controlling behavior. They are willing to pay a high price for the illusion of safety. Illusion? Yes. The kind of safety that comes from controlling behavior is very different than the true safety that comes from loving yourself and sharing your love with others and from taking responsibility for your feelings rather than making others responsible for you. Even if another does seem to give you the love, approval, or behavior you're seeking, they can always change their mind, or they can leave, or they might die. How is that safe? Real emotional safety, happiness, and joy come from being loving to yourself and to others, not from trying to get love, approval, or compliance through your controlling behavior. When you're willing to shift your intent from trying to control others to learning to love yourself, you will experience the huge difference between the safety and relief that you might momentarily experience and the true inner peace and joy that's possible when you learn to love yourself and share your love with others. I know it's scary to the ego-wounded self to even contemplate learning about your controlling behaviors and how they make you feel. But I can assure you that it is so worth it. I never felt true joy until I opened to learning about my controlling behaviors and to learning to love myself. In order to learn about the many ways you might be trying to control, it's vitally important that you see this learning as an exciting discovery process, which you can do only when you take all judgment off your controlling behaviors. We all try to control, so let's not make it a bad word or a bad thing to do. Each person who shifts from an intention to control to an intention to learn about loving yourself and others helps to shift our world toward more peace and true caring. And in my view, there's nothing else more important to our planet right now than doing all we can to care about ourselves and each other and bring peace to our relationships and to our planet. I hope you join me in my 30-day at-home course, Love Yourself, an inner bonding experience to heal anxiety, depression, 
guilt, shame, addictions, and relationships, as well as for my 30-day online video relationship course, Wildly, Deeply, Joyously in Love. My recent books will also be, be a big help to you, The Inner Bonding Workbook, Diet for Divine Connection, Beyond Junk Foods and Junk Thoughts, to At-Will Spiritual Connection, and Six Steps to Total Self-Healing, The Inner Bonding Process. And of course, we have so much to offer you at our website at innerbonding.com. I'm sending you my love and my blessing.